This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are up. A third hour is upon us. Myself, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Andy Pate with me, Sam Gregg joining us now. We've got a jobs report that came out uh, last week. He's the author of The Next American Economy, Nation, State, and Markets in an Uncertain World. And Sam, uh, let's talk about jobs and where we're at as economy and what the future looks like. Well, in terms of jobs, I think the future is, uh, how should we put this, mixed. Okay. So the numbers were slightly up, but uh, not near expectations. But we're also seeing uh, some parts of the economies, different parts of the economy, different businesses, for example, like tech, are starting to lay off people. And I think that's because they're anticipating uh, an economic downturn uh, of some severity, and they're trying to get ahead of that. So uh, that's, that's one thing that's going on. Uh, another thing I think is that while the percentage is, is better than it was before, it's, it's a mixed picture in terms of where the different jobs are occurring in different sectors. The other big problem which is not being resolved is we have a, we have a low labor participation rate. Yes, we do. Particularly on the part of young men. And that's a problem because what that means is that there's a lot of people who are simply able to work but are simply choosing not to work. And they're mostly males, although some of them are now females. And these are people in the group that's often called prime-age workers. And that's the group where we're finding a significant drop-off in labor force participation. So, uh, as I said, a mixed picture. Some broad, general good indicators, but when you start to look at the details, it's less good. The other thing that I have wondered, and maybe you can answer this, is... How do they or do they track the people that leave and go out on their own? They become a you know subcontractor. They're a 1099 uh, worker. They, you know, they're, they're now working for themselves in essence. They're not going to have a W-2. They're not going to have 941s filed on them, which is not how we figure unemployment anyways, by the way, as you know. Do those individuals, though, somehow get counted, or are they just counted as being out of the workforce? No, they're counted as being in the workforce. That's, that's definitely the case. And there's a significant number of people who have done that really since uh, COVID, who have gone up and decided they want to not work for someone else, they want to work for themselves, and they've gone off and started uh, a business. Now, that being said, I wouldn't exaggerate the number of people that are doing that. The bigger problem, or the bigger, the bigger pa- pattern, I think, it's not a problem, but the bigger pattern is this, this number of people who are checking out of working all together. Yeah. And that's partly because they're incentivized to do so. Because right. some of them have worked out that by getting enough different entitlements from different programs, 
they can actually uh, have a bigger income than actually working in some jobs. I think two things, and we've talked about this on our program. You're right. We've talked about that here many times. I also think, Sam, because I know some of these individuals, I think some families where there were two incomes prior to COVID and even kids going to school and so on, there's been a huge movement, as you know, into the homeschooling end of things. And I think what's happened is some families have, you know, through COVID, they sat down, they looked at the budget, they looked at the expenses, they figured out how much it was costing them to go do all of these other things. And they said, wait a minute, time out. If one of us stayed home and did a lot of the things that now, you know, two of us are doing, but we're supplementing that with, with, you know, a cost, if you would, an expense, because it's costing us to do X, Y, and Z. Let's just have one of us stay home. We no longer need to work. We can still get all the other things handled. We'll just budget things a little differently. And at the end of the day, we won't be any different money-wise. In fact, we might even be a little bit more money ahead. And they have determined we're not going to go back to work. I think there's X amount of those also. I think there is too. And what they're also uh, very aware of is that uh, when you start to earn above certain levels of income, you get taxed more. That's right. So so people start thinking, well, you know, given my expenses or, for example, if um, they have their children in daycare or something like that, then they're working out, you know, given how much the daycare costs, given how much uh, tax we're paying at right. the high level, maybe it's not actually worth uh, both of us working. And some right. of them have made the conscious decision to go down this path and just have one person working. So I think that is also starting to affect things, especially... Really quick, too, and then I'll throw it in before Andy talks. I also think, Sam, to add to all of that, some moved. Some said, wait a minute, we can homeschool, not be in a high-cost metropolitan district. We can go out to some of the outer areas, even some of the smaller towns, maybe near where we live, so we're still close to family, friends, and so on, but we don't have to be right there next to them. We can cut our expenses, and at the end of the day, we're going to be way money ahead than where we were. I think some also did that, but go ahead, Andy. Yeah, uh, Sam, what about the fact, I mean, as some of the benefits run out, and as yeah. inflation continues to go up, do you think there will be somewhat of a return then? I mean, I'm not saying to previous levels. I'm saying yeah, some no, people no, returning to the workplace. Yes, I think that's certainly the case. If some benefits start to run out, although uh, federal government seems determined to keep those entitlements going seemingly forever, although that might change as of <laughs> may change tomorrow. <laughs> right. So that's one thing. But uh, the other thing, of course, is that inflation is eating away the value of people's income. True. Eating away of the value of their salaries or of their wages or whatever it happens to be. And people notice this when they go grocery shopping uh, or when they go and buy just very everyday things. They're seeing, they're looking and saying, hang on, last week that cost this much, now right. it costs this much. How right. did that happen? And guess what? what? The quantity I'm getting is not the same as I was getting before. So that, I think, at some point, may force some people back, well, make some, I should say, make some people decide that they want to go back uh, into the workforce. But that's a very good example of just how inflation really starts to mess yeah. with our ability to make choices about how, how we use our income, where we work, how we work, and the choices we make with, it, with our money. And you know, the people who are hurt the most by inflation are those on the lower end. That's right. That's right. We say that all the time. You are... Spot on, Sam. So the book, The Next American Economy, you know, in it, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about some of the things you and I are talking about right now, but what do you predict? And I know Andy asked the question, will some of these people eventually come back into the workforce? And, will, you know, they may not have any choice but to come back into the workforce. But where do you see things, 
you know, and I know you don't have a crystal ball. You can't predict what things are going to be like 5, 10, 15 years from now. But what do things look like down the road? Well, in my book, uh, The Next American Economy, one of the things I try and do is track out some of the trajectories that if we don't change course, the trajectories in which we're likely to be going. So what do I see happening? I think that's we're going to become less entrepreneurial. That's already happening. Okay. I think we'll become less competitive both domestically and internationally, that's already happening. We'll see greater amounts of market concentration. We're also going to see more and more businesses gravitating towards government and getting privileges, getting subsidies, getting basically engaging what economists call rent-seeking. That's a very that's a very all those trends I think are not very good. And here's the other thing. We have averaged less than two percent growth for the past twenty years, right? So every year, less than 2% growth has been our average growth. That is miserable. We haven't had 5% growth mm. per annum since the year 2000, right? So we're not alone in this, by the way. This is a phenomenon that's affecting all Western countries right now. But I think it's to do with the fact that we've relied heavily upon easy money policies yep. coming from the Federal Agreed. Reserve and Central Banks, right? But lots and lots of easy money, yep. which means that governments haven't had to engage in the hard work of trying to make this, and hard and unpopular work, actually, of making us more competitive, both as a country and vis-a-vis other countries as well. Agreed. So, and now, you know, the music has stopped, yep. right? Because the inflation has finally broken out. I remember saying to people two years ago, we're going to get inflation. I just don't see how we're going to avoid this. And we, we, it's not just a question of raising interest rates to sort of purge inflation from the bloodstream. We've got to stop the federal government spending so much money. That's right. That's also part of it as well, because it's not just the fact that interest rates are low. The government over the past four years, has pumped so much money into the economy, and they were doing this before COVID. That's right. So, so it's a, and if you look at this trajectory, it is not good. I agree. You, you speak our language. Okay, so I know that you're not necessarily a you know, full-bore economist and a financial advisor and so on, but what would you advise people to do to try to counter some of the things that you see coming? Well, I, I do a lot of work in economics, and one of the things I always say is never take financial advice from you because I don't give it. But one of the things I would say is um, I think you need to look, if you're trying to protect your, yourself, I think you need to look at the sorts of assets that tend to retain some degree of value in times of inflation, things like housing, etc. Although, you know, frankly, I think that the, the, we're running out of places where we can safely um, protect ourselves to a certain mm. degree from inflation. I think maybe the most important thing people could be doing is asking their legislators, why aren't you making our economy more competitive? Mm, good point. Why aren't you getting rid of the endless regulations that yeah. are coming down from Washington, D.C. that are strangling our economy? Why aren't you doing more to get the government out of our economic lives? Yeah. And, you know, good I think point. that's something that you'll find people on the right, people on the left as well, I think, would say, yes, that's absolutely what we need to do. One of the things I recommend in my book is deregulate, deregulate, deregulate. Yep. Amen. You speak our language. Sam, it's a joy having you. I've never had you on before. We'll have you back, though. This is great. The book, The Next American Economy, Nation, State, and Markets in an Uncertain World. I assume they can buy that pretty much anywhere they sell good books. Pretty much anywhere. I go straight to Amazon, and that's where you'll find it. Okay, great. Sam, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much.
Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And you know what? Can't disagree with anything he said. No, he's spot on. He is. He's he's sings our sings our songs. You know, John, it's an economy is like trying to walk up a mountain, and the government is a two hundred pound pack on your back. Or, or they've got the water hose that they're just shooting at you as you're trying to climb. Right. Literally. I mean, making, might... it, making it slippery and pushing you back down at the same time. Right. That's what they're doing. It, you know, it, 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 one thing that really gets me, John, is that it seems with all these regulations, the government, I understand you have to have rules that people follow, right? You know, but within the, reason, but yes. there are so many, the government is basically treating you like a villain. Right. They're treating you like you are a potential enemy before you've committed any crime. That's correct. And to cut off the possibility of any of a myriad of, of, of you know, a hundred things that you might do wrong, they have to legislate all of these. Well, just in the prospect, you know, just in the time of trying to obey all those hundred things, you crush your business. That's right. That's right. You're correct. And all because they're treating business people as villains while they let actual villains back out on the street. Yes. And, we're the, and the business people are the ones paying That's right. for all this. That's exactly right. You hit the nail on the I head. I mean, do you see how backward yes. this yeah, is? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the way it works. Speaking of, Flesh and Beck, all of the different regulations, rules, different things, even in your business, if you need some legal help on some of that, we've got the place to go. Flesh and Beck, Kevin Flesh, 303-806-8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you have been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people hear evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one that's hurt, you have a good idea what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals, whom you don't know and weren't witnesses, to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. Right now for your entire house, go to klzradio.com. Replace your furnace, air conditioning, or both with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air and take advantage of their limited-time offer of up to $1,000 off your replacement before November 15th. Don't put off replacing your system any longer. Waiting could mean you face long wait times, limited availability, and low stock. Moving into 2023, industry equipment standards are changing, and with that, equipment costs will increase as well. Financing is always available, but don't miss out on this huge discount and the lower prices of 2022. Installs can usually be done within a single day, including five-star cleanup when they are finished. Book before the busy season comes into full swing. Get on the books by November 15th and get up to $1,000 off by visiting klzradio.com absolute or by calling 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, uh, get next year and all the years after uh, your energy price is locked in today. Yes, that can be done. Uh, ask Alan Davis how that works and no out-of-pocket money to make this happen. 303-378-7537.
Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com sun. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes. Mark, I assume, is next. Mark, go ahead. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Good. Um, Heard you guys about the governor race, and and, uh, it sounds like you're talking about it like the COVID never, the COVID lockdowns and mandates never happened. I mean, where's the backlash against Polis for these? For these mandates, and especially compared to other governors like, uh, you know, Christy Nome and um, DeSantis and how they handled COVID. Well, you know, again, I, you know, you've heard us backlash against Polis all the way through COVID. So I agree, although the way the campaigns have been run, there's been no backlash, Mark, to your point, And there should be. That should have been one of the first things he was called out on, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So Heidi never called him out on that? Um, you know, she did a little as time went on, not heavily and not very early. And so... And not often enough. Right. It, it just was not made a centerpiece of the uh, campaign. Mark, I agree. I mean, he deserves to be thrown out, if only for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what he did this to, was, you know, uh, what he did to regular, you know, regular citizens of Colorado, uh, what he did to or residents of Colorado, I should say, what he did to businesses of Colorado, Mark, is the way he... Uh, wasted money in this state on the stupid convention centers and and the different things he did in regards to COVID and hospital beds and so on. The fact no one ever showed up. There are so many things you could call him out on that I just haven't heard, Mark. Yeah, and bottom line, um, here's what Polis did. He controlled our lives. Right. Okay, for an extended period of time, he controlled our lives and acted as a king. Right. And here's what happened. Yeah, you you selfish bastard. Remember he said that? Yeah, you're selfish bastards if you don't throw on the mask. Correct. Which proved to be useless. Correct. Okay, here's the big problem, Mark. And this this really happened with a lot of Republican candidates across the state. Um, they were looking at, well, what are the big issues to hit? And they were, you know, um, inflation and the economy and crime, right? The, these were the biggies. And so they decided, okay, we'll just hit those three, hit those three, hit those three. What the Colorado press allowed to happen was for the COVID lockdowns to fade away and so they and the colorado press was not going to remind everybody of the hell they went through for the year and a half two years and so it was up to the republican candidates to say remember do not forget what was done to you for a year and a half to two years but the candidates made the big mistake i think it's a mistake and i'm talking all of them not one 
Yeah, because you, of, Mark, this runs <coughs> to Andy's point. This runs across the board, even right. on some of the local elections, where the the legislature that we currently have backed Polis through that. Yep. So they need thrown out as well. Yes, and our candidates across the board, Mark. I talked to some. They were told by their. Um, you know, advisors. their advisors stick to these three issues, stick to these three issues and let that one go away because you bring it back. It'll be in the top three. That's right. We let it go. That's and we amazing. shouldn't. Yeah. It's amazing though that, um, you know, the Democrats and independents, um, people who were hurt by that, you know, have, you know, short term memory, it seems. And, mean, and meanwhile, Ron DeSantis, did he let it go? No. He made that and the lockdowns a centerpiece of his reelection campaign and reminded everybody, look what we did. Right. This is Freedom Florida, and look what we did. And now this guy who won by an eyelash four years ago is going to win by 10%. Think about it. The other thing, Mark, really quick that, exactly. they, that I didn't see anybody on our side calling Polis out on is why were we in a pack with California, Oregon, and Washington when it came to COVID? Amen. Nobody called him out yeah. for that either, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't elect them. Yeah, we didn't elect them. We are not part of the West Coast. Why did we have to act like they did? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then you know Charlie just brought up another point in my ear, Mark. The auto regulations, emissions, catalytic converters, the things that are going on with EV vehicles, and so on. He doubled down on things Second Looper started. No one also has called him out on any of that either. Good point, good point. I mean, there's so many things, uh, Mark, we could have called him out for that we didn't. Yeah, and one, once again, in Florida, do you think the media was keeping alive the whole COVID lockdown story? No. Ron DeSantis, in, in, he said it will it. stay alive. That's right, reinvigorated it. That's right. Yeah, he insisted. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> good point, Mark. Amazing. No, you're, you're spot on. Good Thanks. point. Good point. And, and, and again, Mark was not being critical of us. He knows that we have been on this, this uh, train from day one, from March of 2020, we've been riding that train. Right. And we're not, we're not being critical of any one candidate or anything. No, we're, this should have been statewide. Yeah, this should have been statewide. Yep. And we decided, oh, but these are the three big issues now. Hey, whoa, are you going to let people forget the big issue, the big thing that Democrats did to their lives for two years? Are you going to let them forget that? Because the media's not going to help you. And guess what? They did. Unfortunately, Andy, as a party... We're more worried about recalling certain candidates than we are in calling the, cur- the current ones out on the carpet. True. That's our problem in this state. It is. We, we want to tilt with windmills. In other words, you know, do the impossible because a recall is incredibly hard to do. Right? We want to do that in instead opinion, of just beat them. In my opinion, it's a waste of time. And money. Think of all the money that could have gone straight into, say, Heidi Ganahl's campaign, Even the, into the, Joe the, O'Day's the campaign. The Polis recall, you could have done the same thing. You weren't going to recall Polis. No. Complete waste of time. Every dime that went into that, what if yeah. that was supporting Joe O'Day Complete with waste ads? of money. And by the way, I said that. I believe Andy did as well during the time that was going on. We even said it openly on air. Waste of time we and did. money. That money could have gone into many, many, many other things including finding a good candidate that could beat Jared Polis. We didn't do that. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Affordable interest mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, by the way, if there's something that you've got a question on when it comes to a mortgage or even just in your world, how do you get your credit up? How do you buy your first home? How does all that work? Kurt can explain all that to you. 720-895-0500. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. 
Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. All right, High Five Plumbing, make sure that you're set for this winter, by the way, because we've got more cold weather coming in the latter part of the week. If you've got anything you need done, give High Five a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Water is your number one enemy in your home. You need to solve the problem immediately so it doesn't get worse. Schedule service with High Five Plumbing. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Service that ends with a high five. Starts with a team that prioritizes excellence. I want to tell you about the high five guy. He was here Friday night, and all I needed was a swap out of my uh, garbage disposal. He said, I can do that, but he says, how old is this house? I said, 18 years old. He said, I don't know who did this, but they put the garbage disposal on the wrong side. It's never going to drain. You have drainage problems. And I said, yes. And he reconfigured all that over and above putting the garbage disposal in. And he was well past 6 p.m. being here. His name was John. And I'm going to tell you, that company is a number one. So uh, they have my endorsement. I'll never call anyone else. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, folks, your roof is very, very important, and keeping it maintained is also important. In fact, you can save money by doing that. In fact, Dave Hart can help extend the life of your roof and save you a ton of money. On the same token, if you need a roof replacement, he can do that for you as well. Roof Savers of Colorado. Find him at RushToReason.com or call him directly at 303-710-6916. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, myself, Andy, and Charlie. Somebody else, Brent, called in and said, here, here's a few things that we should have also called out Polis for. The meat out day. Oh, yeah. Where he basically poked the eye of all of our Colorado ranchers. All the executive orders that he ran on for I don't know how long, giving him unlimited power to do pretty much whatever he wanted to. 
Last but not least, he killed oil and gas in Colorado. Right. To all me, of, all that, of those you could have run on. To me, that last one is absolutely huge. Yep. Because we had a huge vote voting against setting back oil and gas in Colorado. We voted against it. The voters did. And so he gets in place and does virtually the same thing. Yep. Yeah. But. Again, and by the way, that was a between Brent and what Andy and I came up with. That's a short list. If you really sat down got four or five people together and really started drilling into what are all the things that Polis did wrong, not only through COVID, but just in general. The fact that, you know, I'll, I'll give you another one. The fact that we spend money in areas, you know, education for kindergarten when we can't fix our roads and bridges. I can go. I can keep going, folks. The, right. Pretty much the list is endless with Polis as the things that, that he does. You know, the, the fact that he claimed to have given everybody a refund when it was directed by Tabor some 20 plus years ago. But yet he's going to take credit for that. I can keep going. And I don't know why candidates didn't throw this right back in his face on a regular basis. Well, Ganahl did oppose all those things okay. openly. The question is, how well did the PACs do at advertising None. these things? And they, I think they did a very they poor didn't. job. They didn't. They did not do a very good job. Soren, you're up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Soren. Oh, oh I'm going to tell you. The other thing you could have, uh, I predict that Heidi Ganahl will probably win just because I've talked to a lot of people. Everybody I've talked to, even some on the Democrats, have said that they voted for her for governor. Hmm. Well, you have more confidence than I have, Soren. Hope you're right, Soren. We're, we're you, ro- ho- if you're correct, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> we're rooting okay. for Soren. So if Heidi wins, you call in, I'll buy you dinner, Soren. Okay. Okay, man. Appreciate it. I, 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 I mean what I just said. I will. I just went on air saying that. If, if Heidi wins, I'll buy Soren dinner. Boy, would that be something about polling. She, and you a cake. She has not led in a... Yeah, and me a cake. She has not led in a single poll. She's not been close. The closest things have happened. In but. one poll, she was within 5%. The aggregate of the polls, she has been right in around the 15% margin that we've been... Where you and I are betting. So I'm sorry. It's just kind of funny. I feel, I feel bad now about even starting that. No, it's for the you know it's for the staff. They, I know the staff loves cake. It's I just fun. feel bad that I set the range. I know. Well, no, we both did because I said it would be around ten. You said it'd be around twenty. So we split the difference and, and then we came up with fifteen. Did a bet at 15. and I hope Soren's right. Oh yeah, I hope she wins. I, I, I do. I really do. The state needs a change when it comes to that. Could you imagine what a good governor she'd be? She'd be awesome because awesome. she's very awesome. She's very confident. She knows business. She knows how to run things. She knows how to take care of people. She's very compassionate. I mean, there's a lot of pluses to Heidi. She she is not an arrogant jerk like like Jared Polis is. Exactly. And he is an arrogant jerk, by the way. Yep. Total. You saw that all through COVID. Oh, horrible. Again, I, I, but we let people not just her. I'm talking the PACs and all of our candidates yeah, why, statewide. Why, why didn't we? We s- let people forget because why, oh, that's not one of the big three yeah. issues now. Why didn't we not see a pack? With the you selfish bastards starting out the ad, yes. that was your governor, folks. Yes. Why didn't we start it that way? That was his approach to COVID. Right. Wear the mask or you're a selfish bastard. Right. Meanwhile, Florida was free. Meanwhile, people were losing their jobs and trying to fight for their lives to try to figure out how to irk out a living here in Colorado. Yeah. What about all the businesses that are gone now? If Heidi had been in office, those would be here still. Right. I mean, it's that simple. So why didn't a pack run with that, Andy? (laughs) 
don't even get me started. Let, can we jump on something else? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. we're fine. Go ahead. I'm going to make a prediction here that something's not going to be as good as some people have said. Okay. Uh, there have been polls out there saying that Republicans are going to get nationwide 40% of the Hispanic vote and 20% of the black vote. 40-20. No, no way. No way. Um, if we get 12% of the black vote, that will be wonderful. That will be magnificent. Hispanic, um, I'm hoping we reach a third. Okay. But here's, here's a bigger question, John. Why are Hispanics moving to the GOP much faster than black people. I've got a theory on this. Do you have one? I have to say this in the right manner. Sure. Because they really and are. I and I don't do a very good job of couching things in the right manner, but I'll do this the best I can. Typically Hispanics, not all, because some are born here, but typically Hispanics that especially have come from Mexico are very hardworking. They understand a day's work for a day's wage, and they get that. And when they get here, they get lured in to the Democrat Party and thinking that, oh, these handouts are just great. But that's not the way they've been taught growing up, and it's not their family values typically in the Hispanic life. And I, and I know a lot of these individuals, so I can say that with confidence, that this is not their way of life. It's not the way they look at things. So I think what happens to them, Andy, is because it's not, eventually they're like, wait a minute, hang, t- time out. This, this is not... This is not the way, you know, my, my grandfather or my father or my mother or my grandmother raised me. I need to be back out doing the things that make me the human being that God made me to be in the first place. And that's through hard work and earning it on my own. And I think because of all of that and their family upbringing, they come back to their senses and they shift over to our side. That's okay. my thought. All right. And no, no absolutes there. Uh, some of the obviously some of the greatest workers I've ever seen employees were black right. and fantastic. Yeah, and, no, I, I'm, but, you, you're asked on the Hispanic right, side. Right, right, That's right, right. my answer yeah. there on the Hispanic side. OK, here's my theory. I think within these cultures, there is still a deep, deep feeling as to how they got here. The Hispanic culture, by and large, whether they came here legally or illegally, because a number did. Chose to come here. Correct. The black culture sees themselves as, look, um, originally we were brought here. Right. We were brought here as slaves. And so now, even in the workplace, um, because like I said, some of the most incredible people I've ever worked with were black. But I have noticed that, you know, um, well, put it, just put yourself in their shoes. Maybe if you are black and you're in the workplace and you're working really hard, somebody will look at you and say, geez, working for the man. Because you were brought here, your your descendants, right, color-wise, were, were brought here as slaves. And the, that engenders a bitterness, both toward the mm-hmm. idea of doing that, uh, toward opportunity. And also, I would look at this, John, um, there's, a lack, there's less love for America because well, of that. I mean, if in the overall general— there, there no, are, I think you're right. Overall general mm-hmm. community— because we were brought here, whereas the other group came here. Add something choice. to it. Producer Ann just texted this in, and she's right as well. You are as well. But add another layer here. Sure. Politics and Democrats have destroyed the, back, the black family, and the Mexican people still have a sense of family. Well said. Well said. Dad still has meaning in the Mexican family. Dad doesn't have a lot of meaning, unfortunately, in the black families. 
I think. Well, I think and I'm right. And even Obama said the same exact thing. I'm not the only one saying that. No, she's dead right. I'm, I would say that they were more, shall we say, susceptible to it because of their feelings about America. Agree. Okay. Johnny, you're up. Go ahead. Hey, Johnny. Hey, uh, remember that, that song, uh, Smiling Faces? They, they smile on your face and then they stab you in the back? Um, <laughs> it, when I was a, a Democrat, they would treat you so nice. Like, yep. And then on the other side, they would stab you in the back because yep. with this, this uh, 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 let the government be your daddy. And then the women said, oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, and and it, it went slowly, like, burn your bra. Women can do all this stuff. And it just creeping and then it got the black women community faster than it got other communities and i'm I'm sitting there watching i'm saying what's going on and not realizing that that people are really falling for this and and you know that it's 85 percent bad news from the from the uh the media concerning republicans and so forth mm, right and they mm, good hear point. that good point that stuff good point and, and that many people like me like will go and and get all the points i I jump into the liberals, what they're saying, then back into the Republicans, and then I see the, the silliness, and I go back and forth. But but a lot of my my, my brothers and my sisters, they I mean, they look at that and they just focus in on one side. And I said, jump over, don't just listen to that one side, and then make up your own mind. So I can't ar- I can't argue that, Johnny. And I think you know, you're you're really just adding into what Andy and you know I said a moment ago. Yeah. And, um, and uh, of course, you know, I'm, run, I'm running for HD5. And in this this uh, part right here, the last time a Republican was there was in um, 2012. So I don't see it as an impossibility. No. And, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see the night. Hopefully tomorrow we'll know. Um, and that's why I jumped in. But I, I just see that, you know, <laughs> people don't give up in Denver just because of the, the garbage that's going on here. Because I agree. No, I, Johnny, I, and thank you, by the way, for saying that. I've had several textures even texting that, yeah, you know, if we don't make some big headway here in this election, Colorado's done for, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, yeah, Colorado's not in a great shape. I'll be the first to admit I'm a native. I've watched all of this all these years, Johnny. But I also remind people that we haven't been a red state ever in my entire lifetime. Can we be, a, you know, can we be, uh, you know, once again? Uh, because we were years and years and years ago, yes. Can we be that again? I believe we can, Johnny, but we have to have the right leadership, and you know this. We have to have the right leadership to get there. Yeah, and then I, I just heard, because I listened to Judge Joe Brown, too. I heard this, was, and we'll, we can talk about this like after the election's over, but he said this one group says they're going to get, they're going to register one million black folks uh, for the, the, the 2024, and these are mostly Democrats are going to register, and I and I hope that the Republicans have a plan on on attacking that group and saying, "Hey, let's let's get these people together and let's not act like we're afraid." Yeah, let's let them register, and then teach them what they how they need to vote. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm all in for that, Johnny. You know, Absolutely. And, you know, and this this by the way, Donald Trump I think really did help reach into the black community very effectively. Oh, I yeah. think because you know so often. Republicans for so long had approached the black community and basically tried to mouth what the black community was saying and so forth. Donald Trump didn't try to talk black at all. He came to them and basically said this. I don't care how you got to this country. I don't care who you are. I want you to go out and kick ass in the free market. And I'm going to be there for you because you are great. And that was his his message to the black community was this. You are the great in make America great again. And 
I want you to be great. I don't want you to get by. They want you to get by, so you need them every day. I don't want you to need me or anybody. You're too good for that. I want you to be great. And I think that general appeal by Donald Trump boosted our numbers. I agree. Yeah. And I'm really pulling for Heidi because I saw her in places that I've never seen any other. I haven't even seen Paulus in these places. Good for her. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> I really, I'm really pulling for her. Oh, I know we are so too. Are we. we are too, Johnny. I, I just uh, my, our, my only thing is I just know how how slimy Polis is and how he gets mm. under some people's skin and they're going to vote for him no matter what because that's just who he is. Man, and uh, I'm, I'm looking for this. Forty percent of the businesses that he destroyed. Where are these people? Because I don't know, Johnny. Great question. I asked that. I asked that to myself on an ongoing basis as well. I don't know. I really don't. And why aren't they telling their friends? Look what he did to me. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with all the slick talking, I mean, reality has to hit you sometime, somehow. You would think, Johnny. You would think the problem in Colorado. Really quick, I'll let you go after this. But here's the problem right. we have in Colorado because of Tabor. Even with everything we've talked about. We still do pretty well economically in Colorado. So even those folks that lost a business, lost a job, whatever, in Colorado, they've got the ability to go replace that, replace that income and still do fairly well. Because with Tabor, we're fiscally responsible as a state. Our taxes are pretty decent considering other places that are out there. And the reality, Johnny, is that keeps things in check. Without Tabor, we're really screwed up. But we're not because of Tabor. Yeah. Well... All right, you guys. I, I appreciate I'll it, Johnny. No, keep the faith, man. We appreciate you as well. And good luck. And good luck, yeah. And, and, I, and I meant what I said a moment ago on, on Tabor, because here's the other thing that a guy like, like Polis does, because he's already done it. He'll run on all of the things I just said about Tabor, making it sound like it was his idea, his policies, his fiscal responsibility that got us there, when in fact it was nothing that he did. It was Douglas Bruce some 20-plus years ago that did that. You know, and John, there is a place where it is such an incredible advantage for the left to have the media on their side. Because, you know, if a republic, if the, if the roles were reversed, a Republican tried to do that, the media would crucify them. No, you have little Kyle Clark over there that's singing, you know, right. Polis' praises all the way down because he's in Polis's back pocket. Right. Somebody said there's a Polis trans stamp on the back of, of, <laughs> of uh, Kyle Clark, and I can't say that I would disagree with that. No, me either. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be right back. Golden Eagle Financial is up next, and Al would love to help you with all of your financial uh, planning. What are you doing next? How are you going to get there? And so on. And even when do you take Social Security and all those different decisions? Al can help with all of that. KLZRadio.com. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. With stock market volatility and runaway inflation, your retirement plan probably needs some attention. Call my office and we can sit down and have a conversation to see if you're on track. 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. It's pretty obvious from everything you see in the news and things that are going on that we are living in uncertain times with inflation and stock market volatility. To see how that may affect you and your plans for retirement, give my office a call and we can sit down and have a conversation. The number is 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. Call Al Smith today or go to klzradio.com money. All right, Kane, our home transitions. And as I always say, if you're transitioning up, down, sideways, it doesn't matter 
Uh, give Catherine and Robin a call today. They would love to help you. 303-744-1128. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, folks, save the storks. We're trying to raise money for a stork bus. Best way to do that is just donate. Go online, savethestorks.com. Colorado continues to promote the abortion industry in unthinkable ways. An abortionist who makes millions is raising $500,000 to build out a second abortion clinic in our state where babies' lives will be taken up to the time of birth. And if that isn't shocking enough, your tax dollars are being used to build more abortion clinics all over Colorado, preying on women in unplanned pregnancies. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, a pro-life ministry that is stepping in with love and compassion to show these women the truth about their pregnancy. Do not give up hope and do not give in to the abortion industry. Your gift will support critical missions and initiatives that are saving the lives of the unborn. Right now, when you sign up as a monthly partner with Save the Storks, you'll receive a free t-shirt that you can wear to show your support of our pro-life ministry. Your gift will help us raise funds for a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here in Colorado. Please give today to help us get this medical unit into production by this December and on the road by early next year. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and mention KLZ or KLTT. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, just a few minutes left of today's program, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes. We really have been talking mostly today about the election. Some of the predictions we have for tonight, we'll know more tomorrow. Andy and I will do a recap, by the way, tomorrow. We will still do health and wellness in the first hour, and then Andy and I will start in at 4 o'clock talking about some of the results that we will have at that time. Will we have all of them? Um, I don't know, Andy. No. Probably not. Pennsylvania starts counting somewhere roughly in March. And they just ran out of paper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I just got a message. They ran out of paper. <clears throat> so they're extending voting. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, let's do predictions. When the dust all settles, how many set its seats? Mm. I'm going to say at most 52, maybe fifty, maybe just 51. I would be thrilled. I think that's a good guess. I'd be thrilled with anything that puts us over. 
No, I, and I think you have a good guess there. I don't see it being 54, 55. I'd no, say 51, no. 52, somewhere in the neighborhood. I do not see the massive red wave. That not is, there. That House, is different story, but Senate, no. Yeah, the House, I think, around 230. Yeah, we'll be fine there. Um, but I, I th- And by the way, the Democrats have been predicting that for a while now, so right, that one's right. pretty much you know a given. Yeah, um, I think we're... Which, we're, really quick, Andy. Yeah, go ahead. Dumb on their part. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they conceded that we were going to control the House after this was all said and done, which then, if you're a Democrat, why vote? It is a little. It does depress the vote a little. And that's really dumb strategy on their part. Again, if I was advising them, I would not have done that. Never concede that early. That's really stupid. I think a lot of the problem, though, was that the, the polls early on for Biden were so devastating. Hmm. And they didn't really because otherwise you look like you're just in denial if you go too far with that. Well, I suppose I mean that's you're true right too. though because you pay a real price. I don't know. I mean, look, I I don't think you can have the same effect <clears throat> Trump had on Georgia, right? Which I mean, right? Yes, you could. Where you essentially are defeating your voting base to where they just don't even show up. Yeah, Trump hurt. Trump hurt the effort there. You know, Trump does some great things, but strategy he does some is not always. Too. Yeah, strategy isn't always right there. I'm going to look look between Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. We could lose all three, and I think we will win one of the three. I don't know which one. Okay. I'm going to say Pennsylvania. You think Oz wins? That's going to be my prediction. Oz wins. I think, uh, and we lose. Masters and you don't Herschel. Think he wins? Masters and Herschel lose. That's going to be my prediction. And we wind up at 51 seats because we'll take Nevada. Those will all be close. So mm. we'll take Nevada. We're going to hold Wisconsin and Ohio, I believe. I believe. I think we're going to hold North Carolina. I think uh, New Hampshire, I think we're going to come closer than people expect, but I don't think we win that. And Unless uh, O'Day pulls out a big upset, Colorado still no. been it. Yeah, I don't see that. Look, and again, that was another missed opportunity on our part, I believe. Huge, time. huge. We should have been planning for this four years ago. And this is a Which, problem. I, really quick, Andy, I said here on air we should have been. Yeah. Because I picked him as being the really the weakest candidate in Colorado that we could beat as Republicans. I said that four years ago. Did you? I didn't know that. Yes, I did. Four years ago, I said that. He doesn't draw a clear line between us and the left at all. And he made a big mistake dissing Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, there were better ways to play. Well, again, I remind everybody this was probably. I think I could. I think I could easily say this. Beating Michael Bennett as Republicans would be one of the easiest things we could have ever done in this state, and we blew that one. What does that tell you? Because Michael Bennett is a weakling when it comes to even being a Democrat. He is the he's the most beatable candidate probably in all of America. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Well, I wouldn't say that because it's a blue state. I don't care. He's a weak. He's a very, very, very weak. Look, look at him. And the you could have even ran some of the things that he talked about in the primaries when he was trying to run for president and how bad he was on stage, Andy. There's he so was. many things terrible. you could have used against him, and we didn't. Right. But the thing about Bennett is he's also not hated in this state at all. He's not hated, but he's also not loved. Right. He doesn't impress anybody, no. but he stays under under the radar. He runs under the radar. You are 100% correct there. Right. Yes. He does. The average person wouldn't know who he is. I only know of him because he's you know from my neck of the woods up in the Boulder area. Okay. So bottom line, we're both saying red wave, yes. Big red wave, no. No. Tiny red wave when it comes to that. 
general, in general. Well, I think in general, like you're going to call Pretty it a red. Good. Yeah, you're going to call it a red wave just because of all the other things we're going to accomplish and win. I think we're going to take a couple governors, even governors, too. and so on. Yes, I mean thanks. we're taking Arizona. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of a done deal. I think we're going to take Nevada governorship as well, which is a big deal. It is a big big deal. But that doesn't I, happen very often there. Yeah, well, I'm predicting we take it. I mean, I could be wrong in any of these, man. Herschel could could turn around and win Georgia. True. You well, know, let's hope he does. Oh, Joe gosh. could win tonight. I don't don't know if that'll happen, but. Stranger things have happened. There is an outside chance we take New Hampshire. Okay. I would not bet on that. All right, Extreme Auto Repair. What I, I know you can bet on is if you have really bad tires, you're not going anywhere in snow. Very true. That is an easy bet for me. So don't be that guy. Get things handled. Go to Extreme today. They've got Cooper tires at cost. KLZradio.com is where you find them. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. And then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them. Just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road because that means it's harder for others to see you too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, and uh, tonight, you can still vote up until 7 o'clock. So for some of you that haven't voted, you've got one full hour to do so. And one quick thing. If you're in line... You're good. You're good. You can show up at 6.55. Yeah. If you're in line, you're good. Yeah, don't look at the line and say, oh, I'll never get in by 7. Yeah, doesn't that. matter. They, they, what they do is they walk the line, and if you're there at five, at at 6.59 even, if you are in line, you will get to vote. Yep. So you watch your watch, and for a lot of you out there listening, you've got a full hour yet where you can still go and vote if need be. Just so spend the night. That's do right. it. We're going to be back tomorrow. We'll recap a lot of what happens tonight, and I'm going to go home and actually watch some of this live. So you guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, next hour, or sorry, the first hour is next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.